and the whole congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They reported to the whole congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told the story of their trip. The only thing is that the people who live there are fierce. The cities are huge and well fortified. Worse yet, we saw descendants of the giant Anak. Amicalites are spread out in the Negev. Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites hold the hill country. And the Canaanites are established on the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan. Caleb interrupted, calling for silence before Moses and said, Let's go up and take the land now. We can do it. But the others said, We can't attack those people. They're way stronger than we are. They spread scary rumors among the people of Israel. They said, We scouted out the land from one end to the other. It's a land that swallows people whole. Everybody we saw was huge. Why, we even saw the Nephilim giants, the Anak giants, come from the Nephilim. Alongside them, we felt like grasshoppers, and they looked down on us as if we were grasshoppers. They might just be giants. Thank you for that reading. Okay, when I picked the title of this sermon, I did not know that that was a band. Let me start there. <laughs> um, so if you're waiting to hear some reference to the band, it won't happen, because <laughs> I don't know them. Um, but they might just be giants. Life happens. We go through life, and life happens. We lose our favorite toy or we lose our best friend. We get into fights that we didn't mean to start. Life happens. Sometimes it's a little bitty annoying things that are easy to get over. They just meddle with us. They are, as the Bible says, thorns in our sides. But they're part of life. Sometimes, though, it's, it's bigger things that happen in life. It's things that cause us a tremendous amount of pain that we just can't get over. We find ourselves rehearsing it and rehearsing it and rehearsing it and going back to, to think about what we should have done and how we should have said it and, and what was the problem in the first place and life happens. Sometimes life is traumatic for us as individuals, for us as communities, for us as nations, sometimes it's traumatic. All of these things that happen to us in life color how we see the opportunities that stand before us. Life happens and it doesn't stop and, and we see more things coming and, and we are presented with these beautiful opportunities but because life has happened in our past, we don't exactly know what to do. We stop at the, at the precipice of the promised land. That's preacher talk. We stop <laughs> at the precipice of the promised land and we look ahead of us and we see giants. 
I'm not here today to tell you that they're not giants. I'm not here today to encourage you to pretend like all of those things that you went through in your past that colored how you see the present, that color how you see the future aren't real. They might just be giants. They might be descendants of kings. They might be descendants of, of aliens. They might be descendants of angels. They might just be giants, but they too are defeatable. They too are conquerable. They too can be won over. So they might just be giants, but don't let them stop you from moving forward. In our text, in our reading this morning, we see the, the aftermath of trauma. Um, how many of y'all see the movie Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston? <laughs> okay, so I ain't got to do a whole lot of rehearsing of the story. Y'all know what had happened. These people had for generations lived in slavery. For generations, they lived under a brutal oppression. Their lives were not under their own control. They were enslaved and brutalized, and they got free, and freedom wasn't really free, and... and, and <laughs> They were afraid even in the midst of the freedom and they were starving out in the desert and I don't know what manna is, but a whole lot of anything ain't that good. <laughs> and here they were in the midst of all of this and, and they're walking and it's just 381 miles. So they walked for 381 miles and they come to the precipice of the promised land. And the leaders say, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to divide up into committees. <laughs> I need a committee head to go on this side of the land. I need another committee head to go on this side of the land. And y'all are going to live here for 40 days. And you're going to explore, you're going to Look at the people, you're going to eat the food, you're going to go and be amongst all of them, and then after 40 days, you're going to come back and tell me what you saw. Okay, so first of all, I've never seen a committee that can agree on <laughs> anything, let alone what they see. And so they lived there amongst all of these people in this land that was supposedly flowing with milk and honey, which don't sound good to me either, but they lived there for 40 days, and at that point they should have been considered residents, and they lived there <laughs> for 40 days. And they came back, and they said, you're right. It was beautiful. There was milk and honey everywhere. The land was plentiful. We can farm here. We really can build a life here. We can live free and do everything that we want to do. And Oh, but also, there's people there. <laughs> the responsible seminarian in me wants to pause right here and um, acknowledge that that whole concept of the promised land is actually a tale of colonization. Um, <laughs> and I don't want to like minimize that, that there really were people who were living there and it was really their land first. Okay, so, but anyway, <laughs> they came back after the report and they said, there's people there and they're not just any people, they're giants. <laughs> 
They're big, scary people, and I don't know who you think we are. We cannot take that land from them. The Nephilim earlier in the Bible are the, the reason that God destroyed the earth in the first place. <laughs> um, do y'all know that story? Fantastic. So the Nephilim. <laughs> According to Genesis, God had children, lots of children, and these children were divine beings, and they walked all over the earth. And they saw all these cute little humans. And they mated with the humans. And they had children with the humans. And these demigods, is that what they're called in, in Greek mythology? These demigods were huge. And they could do whatever they wanted to. They were stronger than the gods because they were part human. And they were stronger than the humans because they were part gods. And they ruled the land and did whatever they wanted. And God looked down and said, oh. <laughs> this can't stand. And that was why the flood happened. Um, so when people tell you it was about human sin, it wasn't, it was about divine sin. <laughs> so anyway, apparently some of the Nephilim survived the flood and were in the promised land. And the people walked up to the promised land and lived with them for 40 days and said, oh, you got to be kidding me. These are beings that survived the flood, and you want us to take the land from them? Bible scholars read this, and we talk about it as a lack of faith, because God sent them to the promised land, and you should believe that where God sent you, I'm going to put on my preacher voice, you should believe that where God sent you, you can go, and, and you can do what God wants you to do, and, and just have some faith. but they might just be giants. We have a tale of a whole group of people who spent generations in trauma, generations hurting, generations in pain, and they had 381 miles to get over that. Not yet. This is before the 40 years. They had 381 miles to get over that. And they hit the promised land, and you know what? They weren't over it. They hit the promised land, and you know what? They still felt terrorized. They, they hit the precipice of the promised land, and they looked out, and they said, we couldn't defeat Egyptians. We can't defeat the Nephilim. We, who were subjugated, can't do what you want us to do in this place. And on this morning, I want to let you know, I just dropped by here, that's what I say at church, I just dropped by here to tell somebody <laughs> that if you find yourself on the precipice of the promised land, if you find yourself on the, the boundary of a brilliant and beautiful opportunity and you look out and, and you see it and you know it's wonderful, but you are afraid that you are not alone, 
that it is okay to acknowledge that everything that you've been through in life is coloring your perception about your future. It's okay to, to look out and see giants and acknowledge that the giants really are there and that you're just a grasshopper in their sight. It's okay to see them. It's not a lack of faith. It's a result of trauma and you are human and you get to feel your fear. They might just be giants, but even giants can be defeated. And so we hear Caleb saying to the people, yeah, but I mean, we can take them. <laughs> That's in the next chapter. He says, no, 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 we can take them. We can take them. And I've always wondered when I read this, how did Caleb have such assurance that these people who didn't even raise a sword against the Egyptians in slavery, like they never fought before, right? They didn't have weapons. They knew how to make bricks out of straw, but they didn't fight. How did he, what was his assurance that, that they could take these Nephilim? Have y'all seen um, Infinity War Endgame? Or Avengers Endgame? Okay, I'm sorry, it's spoilers. There's a moment about two hours into this movie. <laughs> where Thanos is looking out and saying, and Thanos is a giant, so you know, they might be giants. Thanos is looking out and saying, I am about to defeat you. I am inevitable. I will defeat you just like I did the last time. You cannot win. There's no hope. I have this massive army behind me. And the, the three heroes, it's uh, Iron Man and Thor, I'm sorry? Uh-huh, and Captain America. They're looking at Thanos and they're, and they're defeated. Captain America's shield is broken in half and they're looking and they're like, he might be right. We can't do this. And then all of a sudden, all of these wormholes start opening and heroes start coming out. The Black Panther, that's when I jumped up and sh shouted. <laughs> all of these heroes, the whole of Wakanda came. Like all of these heroes, everyone that had disappeared, everyone that was somewhere else on the planet, the whole world showed up. And that's how Caleb had the confidence to believe they could defeat the giants. Caleb knew what the Avengers knew in that moment that he was not by himself. If you think that the opportunity that's facing you is about you and that you are alone, look around you. You are not by yourself. If you think that those giants that you see that because your perception has been colored by what you went through are undefeatable, look around you. It might not be the Avengers, it might not be Captain America, but you are not alone. You, you have a community to fight with you. You have a community to take down those giants. They might just be giants and all by yourself. You might just be a little grasshopper. But even a giant can't withstand the storm of a community. Even a giant cannot withstand a whole bunch of little grasshoppers taking them down. They might just be giants. The impact of the trauma 
or the needlesome situations in your life might be telling you that you can't do the opportunity that you have, that that promised land is not for you. You might see some real hurdles and real obstacles in your way. They might just be giants, but this is the one song I did find. But even New York used to be New Amsterdam. You can move forward with the presence of community. You can move forward surrounded by those who love you. You can move forward, because I'm so Christian, and with the grace and power of God, you are not alone. You are surrounded by love. You are surrounded by friends. You are surrounded. And that means you can take out any giant in your way, and you can take advantage of every opportunity that faces you. They might just be giants, but there's enough of us, and we got this. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.